The best and brightest physicians choose to work at Boston Medical Center. And now it's time to hear what they're saying. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. Boston Medical Center is dedicated to reducing the carbon footprint because healthier hospitals mean healthier communities. My guests in this panel discussion today are Dave Mafio, he's the Senior Director of Support Services at Boston Medical Center, and Bob Biggio, he's the Vice President of Facilities and Support Services at Boston Medical Center. So Bob, I'd like to start with you because I just love this topic. I think it's something that's so important and we all need to pay attention to our carbon footprint. As we think about climate change, speak to us about why a hospital would want to reduce its carbon footprint. Are hospitals large contributors to the environmental issues that we're facing? Yes, Melanie. So hospitals use a, a, a ton of energy when compared to most other commercial buildings. And when you think about it, we're in the in the business of caring for our community. And so it makes sense to start with our environment and uh, work on reducing our carbon footprint to significantly change uh, the amount of carbon that we're emitting and the amount of pollution uh, as a result of the, the use of the energy. And so for a hospital like BMC that is, uh, you know, really committed to, to serving its community, it uh, really makes sense to, to start with uh, environmental issues and reducing uh, our carbon footprint. So, Bob, sticking with you, in all of the changes that you've made and construction that's been completed and ongoing, how much money does the campus save, and is that money put into patient care? So, in the in the construction that we've completed, we've uh, we've essentially consolidated our, our footprint uh, of our campus, so both to reduce the amount of square footage uh, that we use and reduce the amount of energy, and doing so has re- has reduced our operating costs by almost $25 million is a combination of both operating efficiencies as well as energy efficiencies. And it, it truly is a, a reduction uh, of uh, or an improvement in efficiency. And so uh, virtually all of the money that we've been able to save uh, goes right back to serve our mission and go going into patient care. That's so encouraging for patients. So we've talked about reducing your carbon footprint. You're also generating much of your own electricity and heat. Tell us about that, Bob, if you would. Sure, Melanie. So we installed uh, what's known as a combined heat and power plant or cogeneration plant. Um, and what that does is allow us to produce electricity here on site at the hospital uh, as opposed to taking it off the grid from a, a power plant that's in a remote location. The advantage of doing that is that it allows us to use the waste heat that's created from the generation of the electricity. And uh, and so using that, that waste heat uh, re- improves the overall efficiency by about 35%. And so uh, when compared to uh, when we started on this journey in 2011, the cogeneration plant now produces about 30% of our overall electricity uh, that we were consuming at that time. Expand on that, if you would, a little bit about that cogeneration plant. As I understand it, that can run the inpatient unit for months without electricity from the outside. Tell the listeners what a cogen plant is and what made you decide to invest in it. Certainly. So um, a cogeneration plant is a number of different types of uh, prime movers, but it's essentially uh, ours is an engine, not that different from what you see in your car, just much larger. Um, and when when it's uh, running and generating electricity, it produces uh, waste heat, uh, again, much like your own car. And so um, the, the waste heat in the electricity 
being generated here on site has the added advantage of that in the event that the electric grid went down. So in a significant storm, let's say similar to Hurricane Katrina uh, down in New Orleans, we'd be able to actually disconnect from the grid and we'd be able to continue to power our inpatient units and heat them for months on end without uh, needing to get power from the from the electric grid. And so that's a significant advantage and, and creates a much more resilient facility in the event of a disaster like a, such as Katrina. And as I understand it, Boston Medical Center is also partnering with MIT to buy electricity from solar power installation in North Carolina. Tell us a little bit about that initiative and how does it benefit BMC and the Mid-Atlantic region as a whole, Bob? Yes, Melanie, we've partnered with uh, both MIT and the Post Office Square Garage to sign a a power purchase agreement that purchases uh, electricity uh, from a solar farm that was installed in North Carolina in Currituck County. Um, Essentially, what this allows us to do is um, uh, reduce our carbon footprint by buying power uh, from the solar field in North Carolina, which then offsets our carbon emissions uh, up here in Boston. Uh, The advantage uh, for the North Carolina region is that much of the power is uh, going into the grid in that area, and it actually allowed uh, them to take uh, brown uh, power off of off the, the grid. So, for instance, when it when it started operation, um, uh, a uh, coal-fired power plant was able to shut down, uh, given the amount of new power that was being now provided to the grid from the solar power installation. Dave. I'd like to go to you since we've been talking to Bob quite a bit, and this is one of my favorite things about Boston Medical Center, and we've done shows about it. There's been an amazing amount of work in the facility space to accomplish everything we've been discussing so far. BMC has also added a rooftop farm, which I love, and a large bee population, which is incredible. Tell us about that work and how it benefits the environment and your patients. Sure, Melanie. So really the farm started as a part of our vision to make Boston the healthiest urban population in the world by the year 2030. It uh, supports the entire BMC community. Our food pantry would serve 7,000 people per month. Our inpatient population, our cafeterias on campus as well. It's used in our teaching kitchen where we inspire patients and staff through food preparation and education. And we also have a weekly farmer's market in our Shapiro building so the local community can have access to bring home these vegetables. We've harvested 6,000 pounds a year since 2017, and we've also harvested 150 pounds of honey since 2017 that we use to recognize our employees. And then in terms of, you know, the sustainable reasons why, it reduces the Europe heat island effect. Um, typically in urban populations, the temperature could be 22 degrees warmer in the environment, so it actually reduces the greenhouse gas emissions that are released. It also prolongs the life expectancy of the roof two to three times and can save energy 5 to 40% just by having a uh, green roof. That really is amazing, and, and people probably don't realize everything that you've just said. So, Dave, I've also read that you have a partnership related to fresh fish. So that's included in this as well? Yeah, so actually, Melanie, uh, one of our first sustainable food partnerships was with the Gloucester Fishermen Wives Association. Um, their founder, Angela Sanfilippo, met with us educated us on the history of the fishing industry and other species of fish that were plentiful and would be a good fit to our menus. Um, It was a perfect marriage, supporting the local fishing economy while offering fresh fish straight off the boat and delivered to us daily. So we've transitioned about 10,000 pounds annually 
from frozen to fresh over the last five years. Bob, with everything that Dave is saying, and hospitals feed so many people, and that, of course, produces waste, is there a way to reduce the impact on landfills? Yes, Moni. We've also uh, made significant strides in improving uh, our recycling program and, it, and increasing the amount of uh, waste that we recycle here at the hospital. And, and Melody, just to add, you know, we are doing a lot in this area. We've adopted a program called Trim Tracks in our kitchens to make kitchen staff aware of the amount of food waste they're producing and to be mindful of only take what you need. And we've also adopted a pretty interesting system called the Biodigester, which takes food waste and breaks it down to wastewater, which can then be safely flushed down the drain. The result of this is 180 tons of food waste that did not end up in the landfill and saving us a lot of money in waste stream costs. This is also amazing for patients to hear. So then tell us a little bit about our if other hospitals. And, and Dave, this question is to you. Are they building farms and going to these lengths to reduce their carbon footprints? What is it that sets Boston Medical Center so apart and makes you so unique? So it's pretty amazing. Since we launch the rooftop farm, you know, how many requests and visits we've had. Um, we've had callers and healthcare administrators from Alaska to New Jersey. Uh, they visit us. They want to model some of this work. They think it's a great idea what we're doing to address social determinants of health of our patients. Um, so I know a couple people, nothing uh, has transpired yet in terms of funding for these locations, but they definitely want to do this. Uh, we're also a part of a Healthcare Without Harm Climate Council, which is hospitals nationally that are doing their, their best to reduce greenhouse gas emissions associated with healthcare. So this question is to both of you, and, and Bob, I'd like you to start with your answer. There's probably a delicate balance to strike, and we consumers can't really quite imagine what you're all going through setting all of this up. But with these initiatives, I'm sure it costs money and requires change in process to implement them, and plus convincing people about how important this work is and, and making sure it's cost-effective. What would you say hospitals thinking about some of these initiatives, yet dealing with that skepticism, what would you say to them? Well, I think what was important for us is that we started with the low-hanging fruit, and so we were able to make strides early on that saved significant amounts of money. And, and that money helped us be able to fuel, if you would, uh, additional improvements uh, as we moved along the journey. For us, I think, uh, you know, Boston Medical Center, uh, given its long history uh, of caring for the underserved populations in Boston, the, the, the clinicians here are really passionate about uh, making sure that we care for our community. And so um, I think they were really behind this initiative from the beginning, uh, one of the keys, though, was to be sure we communicated to them why we were making these changes and what, what the benefits of the changes were. And I think once they understood that, uh, they really got behind it. Just to add, so, you know, Bob and I talk about this a lot. Always stick with the mindset that if it's the right thing to do for your community, then it's a worthwhile initiative. You know, we've had a lot of success with a lot of the, you know, Bob mentioned the low-hanging fruit uh, have been very fruitful in terms of cost savings even down to some of the changes on the flooring, um, you know, chemical-free floors that we're using in, in the medical center, recyclable cubicle curtains, uh, re diverting the waste stream. So we've diverted about 35% of our waste stream that's recycled. 
So a lot of that's it's a direct proportion to saving money. So I, I would say if it's the right thing to do, um, then just go for it. Well, Dave, sticking with you for a minute, what about some pushback you might have received, like members of the surgical team that might be concerned how long it would take to power up operating rooms in the morning after shutting them down in the evening. Are these things, are are you able to explain it to them and work around and deal with that? So I think our our facilities team here has done a great job with explaining the why, you know, why are we converting to LED lighting or why we make some infrastructure changes um, so the BMC community has been very open to the sustainable reasons why. So, gentlemen, I'd like to wrap this up and give you each a chance to state the importance of dramatically reducing the carbon footprint, something that we all need to be concerned about, especially right now. So, Bob, why don't you start? Tell us what's next for BMC on the green energy front. Well, Melanie, uh BMC is the, the largest safety net hospital in New England, meaning that we care for the most vulnerable populations. And it's been shown that climate change disproportionately impacts our patient populations. And so for us, it's extremely important that we continue on this journey. Um, and so we're, we're looking at a number of additional uh, initiatives, uh, one of which will be some on-site solar uh, here at the hospital that we're looking to install. We're also trying to electrify our vehicle fleet um, to reduce the, the carbon emissions from from those vehicles. And we're also in the process of evaluating a new sm- smart solar PPA that would be located up here in the Boston region uh, so that we can increase the amount of renewable power that uh, we're using f- for the hospital. It's all so exciting. Dave, last word to you. What would you like the community at large and for the rest of the country and other hospitals and providers to know about the exciting work that you're doing at Boston Medical Center to reduce the carbon footprint and really help with all of the climate issues that are dire right now. So I'm going to take it to the lens of our food and our farming that we're doing. In terms of this food, you know, we want to continue to educate the community. We want uh, more of the community to farm in their own. We're doing some uh, using social media. Our rooftop farm manager is doing more teaching in the community. Uh, the future could mean identifying other potential green roof opportunities. But really, we want to continue to work towards supporting local food systems to build a sustainable food infrastructure that is resilient in the state of Massachusetts and continue to be good stewards of the environment we serve. I love that ending. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us today for all the wonderful work that you're doing. I'm sure that the communities appreciate it, and it really is so important. So thank you so much again. And that wraps up this episode of Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. Head on over to our website at bmc.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast informative, and I'm sure you did, as did I, please share on your social media and be sure to check out all the other fascinating podcasts in our library. I'm Melanie Cole.